The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at Visit renlake.com and enjoy renlake.com bizbait the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish that's bizbait.com don't forget for that true canadian experience go to visit sunsetcountry.com that's visit sunsetcountry.com <laughs> This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, hey, everybody. This is Chauncey, and welcome to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I hope you're uh, all excited about today's show. I'm pretty excited about all the neat things we're going to hear, talk about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, you know what? Uh, let's talk about who we're going to have on for sure. First of all, we have uh, Wesley Gathings, who's from the Volunteer Coordinator for the Hunter Safety Program with the IDNR. Uh, and no matter where you're listening to us across the country or in Europe, which I know there's a lot more people listening in Europe now, uh, you know, listening to our program, anytime you're, you're going out hunting or practice shooting or going to a range, you need to always practice gun safety and hunter safety anytime you're out in the field or the range. After we talk to him and learn about uh, some of the hunter safety things and how to get your hunter safety card, we're going to be talking with Jarrett Neese. Jarrett uh, is a young guy who was fishing for bass in Humboldt Park last weekend, set the hook, and his life changed forever because he caught a 72.9-pound big head carp out of the Humboldt Park Lagoon. He said it was the biggest thing he's ever caught in his life. Well, biggest thing in anybody's life almost in a lot of respects. Um, he was bass fishing, and it, it just this could be, an, it is weight-wise, a, a, another state record, but the state has to certify everything. They took the fish. They have to run their tests. And it's, I understand that, you know, you got to cross your T's, dot your I's, but it's going to be really cool. Um, and it, it is heavier than the last state record by several pounds, so I'm pretty excited about this. And then, you know, uh, I want to tell you people about something that's really cool. Oh, I forgot the last segment of the show. We're going to have the Aiden Fishing Report and also a little bit of the Hunting Report from Aiden, probably. And then we're going to be talking about some other outdoor information in our last segment of the show. Right after Thanksgiving, I'm going to be doing something that I want you people to know that it is really a cool thing to go do. I am going to the Illinois Conservation Foundation Director's Hunt uh, that's taking place down at Wren Lake. Now, we're staying in, I'm pretty sure it's Effingham at the, the hotel as part of the deal if you sign up for this hunt. But it's a director's hunt, so Colleen is going to be there, so the, the director of the IDNR, and a lot of other, you know, 
important people from the state will be down there. But it's just, it's so much fun to be out hunting with pheasant hunters and people, they have dogs that they're going to assign with you with their caretakers. And uh, it's a, you, you just keep shooting pheasants and having fun. You, they clean the birds for you the first day. If you want to go out the second day after breakfast, you know, you're from the lunch on Monday through breakfast on Tuesday, your meals are taken care of. There's a big banquet going on out there. Uh, I mean, this is so much fun. Oh, you have to come down and do this. And who knows? You know, I'm going down there myself. If you sign up, say, hey, I want to go hunting with Chauncey, you know, <laughs> maybe that sign you to me, which would be a lot of fun. I, I do point very well, just so you know, I point birds out very well. I don't go into a three-point stance, but I do point them out. <laughs> But no, I'm excited about this hunt. I've done this a number of years, and everybody that I know that has gone to this has had so, so much fun. And really, you need to try this. If you want to get more information about all of this, the Illinois Conservation uh, Foundation Director's Hunt, all you have to do is go to ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org, and you'll get all this information for you. And you can sign up online and just be part of a really cool event that I know you're going to want to come year after year after year. And it's a couple days after Thanksgiving, so all that turkey's worked out of your system, and you'll have a great time with us. Okay? Sounds good to me. Hey, you know what? You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. It's that time of the year to get out into the field for the Illinois Conservation Foundation's Director's Pheasant and Quail Hunt at the Wayne Fitzgerald State Park in beautiful Wren Lake area, November 29th and 30th. Treat yourself and get your hunting friends to come for two days of a guided pheasant and quail hunt with dogs, lodging, food, bird cleaning, and memories that'll last a lifetime. The event includes late morning check-in and lunch on November 29th, a full afternoon of hunting, followed by a cocktail reception, dinner, and auction in the evening. On November 30th, a morning hunt is scheduled. So sign up at ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org. See you there. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. 
and it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester has everything you love and more. Their new take-home meals from Paul's Market right there in the store where you can bring it home, heat it, and enjoy your choice of baked lasagna, eggplant, baked rigatoni with vodka sauce, sausage and basil sauce, and more. Or you can try one of Paul's new family meals that will feed four to six people hot ready for the table from eggplant parmesan, ricotta gnocchi, chicken parmesan with sides, and a dessert you can't go wrong. And while you're at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, pick up a sandwich along with your take-home heat-and-eat meal for that true comfort food feeling. Place an order for pickup or delivery by phone to 708-531-9080 and tell them Chauncey sent you. Chauncey here. The 2022 Muskie Expo is coming to Northern Illinois January 7th, 8th, and 9th. Our new location is the Kane County Fairgrounds in St. Charles. It's a great venue, great vendors, great fun, and of course, I'll see you there. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. <laughs> This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And, oh, the phone's ringing. And you know when the phone is ringing, somebody's calling in. Who's this? Oh, my goodness gracious. It's Wesley Gathings. Wesley, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Buddy, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm excited. Hunting season's kicking in the gear. And um, I, I know you are extremely active uh, in the Northeast Illinois area for hunter safety and stuff like that, and I am a hunter safety instructor, uh, so that's why this is very dear and, and close to my heart. And But, you know, the state's broken up into many different areas, but, Wes, I wanted to have you on because, you know, pheasant season, duck season, all these have opened up. And there, I think some people just need to get a nudge. Is if, I mean, That's the word I'm going to use. They need to be nudged a little bit and remember some safety items when you're out a, f- a field, boat, blind, whatever, during hunting season. Don't you think so? Oh, absolutely. Always, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> at DNR, uh, it's a priority. We want all of our, uh, uh, we value all of our instructors. Um, we value all of our, our hunters out there. And we just want to make sure that everyone enjoys the season, which we're in the midst of. And uh, make sure everyone gets home safely. Mm-hmm. Now, um, many years ago, and it, it, there is nothing wrong. You can't do it now because we're in the middle of hunting season, or beginning hunting season. But everyone should, I, I don't care if you've hunted for 10, 20, 30 years, 50 years. Mm-hmm. You need to take a hunter safety class, hunter education class. Why? Because you're going to learn, you will learn something. 
And whatever that something is, is going to be beneficial to you somewhere down the road. And I took the sec the class the second time with my mm-hmm. daughter. Uh, she's now almost 40, but she, she was just turning 10 and she wanted to take the class to go out hunting with her dad. She didn't want to, I don't think she wanted to hunt. She wanted to be out with a dog. <laughs> sure. sure. It's a whole experience. Yeah. <clears throat> but I wanted her to have all the hunter safety education in case there was a problem, you know, heaven forbid. Okay. And, uh, I, I, I sat there and I, you know, second time I'm going through the class and I'm like, Oh, I don't know that. I know they taught it, but I just didn't put it into the memory bank, you know? And I mean, there, there are some really, um, simple things. And then there are some things that you kind of go, wow, I didn't know that. You know, that's a pretty smart idea. I mean, we always say the muzzle is the most important thing to worry about, right? Of the gun? Indeed. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, firearms should always be pointed in the safe direction. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Safe direction, uh, you know, et cetera. You're not doing anything uh, pointing it, you know, to the person to the left, to the right. You have to know where your positions are. Um, and, well, I've added a second line. You have to treat all firearms as if they're loaded, correct? Whether you've checked them or not, you've checked that it's unloaded, but still treat it like it's loaded, correct? That deserves to be repeated. <laughs> so everyone listening out there, treat every firearm as if it's loaded. Mm-hmm. Yes, John. Yeah. See, my, ver- my little tweak on that is all guns are loaded, all microphones are on. <laughs> <laughs> Very smart. Very yeah. Because <laughs> both of them will kill you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's just another little, you know, tidbit of, you know, you, you have to be safety conscious. And I can't even tell you the number of times people have been, you know, said they unloaded their guns, they're sitting there talking, and all of a sudden they hit the release button, and all of a sudden a shell comes flying out of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which stuff, a perfect segue into this. Uh, everyone should keep your fingers off of the trigger guard uh, until you're actually ready to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you keep your finger outside where you're putting it in for the trigger. You keep it up. You keep it to the side. You don't put it in there. And I don't care, you know, if the gun's on safe, the safety's on the gun. Because a safety on a gun, right from the book, is a mechanical operation that could fail. <laughs> Absolutely. I think Wes now knows I was an instructor. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so, I mean, you know, these are just, you know, some really simple things. And you, you need to worry about. Um, the, the other one, and I, I really, I, this is the one that kind of caught me off guard when I took the class the second time with my daughter. Mm. Let's say I'm, I'm hunting with a 12-gauge. And my daughter's got a 20-gauge. Mm-hmm. I... You, me, the dad, should never carry the shells for someone else if they have a different gauge shotgun. It's, it's definitely safer that way. Yeah. Um, accidents do happen, um, and that could be uh, catastrophic mm-hmm. uh, if you load the wrong shells into the wrong firearm. Yeah. And it can happen very easily. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're you're in the midst of, you know, I got my 12 in my left pocket, my daughter's 20s in my right pocket, and, and, you know, bird comes up, I go boom, and then I just 
<laughs> I'm right-handed, so I go into my right pocket, grab a shell, throw it in there, throw it in there, and it doesn't fire. And I'm like, what happened? So I grab another shell, shove it in there. Well, now I put a 12-gauge in. So my 20-gauge is small enough where it slides into the barrel of the shotgun away from the firing pin. So when your 12-gauge is in, locked up against the firing pin and you pull the trigger, something's got to give, and believe it or not, it's the barrel that's going to explode right where your left or right hand is holding the stock of the gun. And you have a chance of massively damaging your hands, massively damaging sure. your face, losing your sight. I mean, it's, I mean I, it's a litany, isn't it, Wes? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. So uh, in terms of safety, mm-hmm. uh, safety begins at home. So when you know you're going to uh, head out into the field, you have, you have an engagement lined up. Uh, it's important to start thinking about safety before you reach the field mm-hmm. and, and kind of chart chart a, uh, an internal checklist of everything that you need and how uh, everything should play out before you get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and take care, do the proper preparations to avoid some of these missteps. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, I had to clear the throat. Um, but, you know, okay, so but the other thing that, you know, some people may not think, but let's say you're hunting, you're hunting, you know, whether it's uh, rabbits, pheasants, squirrels, and, you know, you're trugging around the woods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you, you're doing this with a friend of yours because you should never go outdoors fishing, hunting, camping, napping in a hammock, whatever you're doing. You should never, you know, be out alone. You should never, period. And true. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the safety. So you come to a little bit of a, a, a ditch, a ravine, or whatever, and you start going down it. You're going to slide. And you've got to have a loaded gun, you know, and the, the gun slips out of your hand, slams down, goes off, and it goes off. And the person that you're with winds up getting a leg full of buckshot, you know, sure. babies. Or, I mean, there's so many different things that could happen. You stop, unload the gun. You know, you're not going to flush anything in the next 30 feet. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and if you did, you, you'll watch where it landed and go chase it. But you have to be so careful because, sure. you know, and, and really, I, I use the term about wearing a life jacket. <clears throat> I don't wear a life jacket for myself. I wear a life jacket so I'm around for my daughters. I'm around for my friends. I could pet my dog at night. You know, I get to see my wife. I get to do this. I get to do that. I wear a life jacket when I'm out on the water for all those other reasons. Yes, I'm wearing it for myself. But, I mean, I'm wearing it because everybody around me is important. And the same thing with safety with a firearm is so important because you want to be around and you want them to be around for many, many, many years. And that's not a negative thing. better myself. Yeah, it's not a negative thing I'm, I'm preaching. It's just you, you got to think about I'm doing this for everybody else around me. You know, and, and that's the important thing to me when I talk about, you know, safety and stuff like that. Now, th- those are a couple of things. Are there a few other things that you probably have to have the top of your head that I may have not said, Wes? Well, um, in conjunction with uh, having a partner out there in the field. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, uh, important to to let 
someone who uh, who doesn't accompany you, uh, make them aware of your of your plans just in case, just in case something does happen. Um, uh, there's someone uh, um, outside who, mm-hmm. who can uh, be reached uh, just in case, in case of an emergency or yeah. in case of a situation. Someone knows where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um, you mentioned the the, uh, the life jacket, um, blaze orange and blaze pink, making sure that you wear, uh, that you have the proper attire um, so that you can be identified while you're out in the field by others. Uh, you want to make sure you're visible, so mm-hmm. uh, make sure you keep that blaze orange and the blaze pink uh, the best, at least 400 square inches of a, of a fabric when you're in the field also. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, keeping a, a charged cell phone, though I know uh, reception may not be, uh, you know, optimal out there. Still, just in case, just in case, you know, you can be pinged or, or if something, you know, God forbid happens, mm-hmm. um, you're a phone call away or, or people can find you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's an important thing, the, the cell phone, because one, yeah, what I've learned to do is I, I carry my cell phone in a plastic bag because you never know if you're going to get rained on, wet, whatever. But I also have a second little, you know, small battery charger, you know, that you just plug into your cell phone and it kind of kicks this, you know, the power back up just in case. And if you're hunting with a dog and you know you're going to be, at, and I'm just going to arbitrarily say, Displains Conservation Area. <clears throat> which is a great pheasant hunting program. But you want to make sure that if your dog gets hurt, cut, whatever, you know a phone number to an emergency vet nearby. Great boy. You know, so, I mean, these are all little safety items that it's not just grabbing a gun and going out in the field. It's, all right, let me think about it. What do I need to have done? And that's why uh, the going through the hunter safety education program is fantastic. And then just you adding to it, Safety-wise, is such an important important thing. Um, <clears throat> what one now? I know you can get the s- some of it. You could take online the classes, correct? Correct. And uh, you can do hunter safety in person in so- many locations throughout the state. Not right now because we're in the hunting season, everybody. <laughs> but wh- wh- when do they all kick in? Well, uh, the classes are, are going on year-round. Classes are ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to find one during hunting season because all of the instructors, as you noted, are out in the field uh, um, and enjoying the season. So for everyone who's uh, looking for a class right now, um, consulting our website and, and looking for a session right now, uh, pretty slim pickings at the moment. But that's the reason why. Uh, and this happens every year around this time. Our instructors are volunteers. Uh, they're avid outdoorsmen and, and outdoors people, so they're out in the field hunting um, uh, during the season, and uh, the classes will start to pick up again after the holiday. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Which is cool. And you know what? It's not just the, the hunter safety education. There, there are many other uh, safety education classes we can take with the state, uh, and, and, and they're all important to take. Um, you know, and I think whatever, whatever, whether it's boating or trapping or whatever, you know, that you're going to be into archery, there's these education classes that Wes has probably been part of for many years that you can take throughout many areas of the state just to make sure that you come home. Okay. Right. Yes. 
Right. Um, Snowmobile 2. That's, uh, oh, yeah. that's the last of them. So there's, there's a hunter safety, mm-hmm. uh, boater safety, trapping, and snowmobile. Mm-hmm. Cool. So with us approaching uh, uh, snowy season, um, with the winter upon us, yep. so uh, requests for uh, snowmobile safety classes are, are starting to, to appear. Mm-hmm. So we should have some options for uh, snowmobile safety classes for those who are interested. Just uh, consult the DNR website or uh, run a simple Google search, DNR Snowmobile. It'll likely bring you to me, and uh, I'll see what I can do to, to find a session for you. Cool. Well, Wes, I want to thank you for coming on the program and talking to uh, just being safe when you're out in the great outdoors. Okay? Okay. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. It's that time of the year to get out into the field for the Illinois Conservation Foundation's director's pheasant and quail hunt at the Wayne Fitzgerald State Park in beautiful Wren Lake area, November 29th and 30th. Treat yourself and get your hunting friends to come for two days of a guided pheasant and quail hunt with dogs, lodging, food, bird cleaning, and memories that'll last a lifetime. The event includes late morning check-in and lunch on November 29th, a full afternoon of hunting, followed by a cocktail reception, dinner, and auction in the evening. On November 30th, a morning hunt is scheduled. So sign up at ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org. See you there. Waterworks has been through this pandemic for everyone who owns a boat or dreams of buying a new boat. Waterworks wants to make your dream of owning a 2022 Lund or Low boat powered by your Mercury outboard this year. Waterworks is taking deposits now for the 2022 London Low Boats with a Mercury outboard motor to be ready for that fall fishing trip. But if you have a boat you're not using or want to sell or maybe trade in, let Waterworks give you a price no one can match. Waterworks will hold your special Waterworks price on these new models and give you all those special price incentives way before any boat show and guarantee to hold that price today with a deposit made today. So stop in now and make a deposit on your 2022 Lund or Low for that fall fishing trip with a new Mercury outboard at a price no one can match. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors.
When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Well, let me tell you a story about a little fella. Black and blue, with yellow, the blue gill boogie. Yeah, the blue gill boogie. When the bass ain't biting and the trout are gone, try the blue gill boogie. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And this next interview that we're going to be playing was an interview I did with Jared Nice, who caught this massive Asian big head carp. I mean, that's just... It's called a big head carp, and this thing is huge. It's 52 inches, 34 and a half inch girth, uh, weighed 72.9 pounds. This is a state record fish. has to be verified. All the T's got to be crossed, and all the I's have to be dotted by the Illinois Department of Natural Resources. But this is truly an unbelievable fish. And just to hear this angler, Jared, talk about how he caught this fish, it's just, you could hear it in his voice like, Oh my gosh! It's a great, it's a great interview to listen to. I hope you enjoy it. And once again, if you want to see the fish, you can go to Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors, or and you can click on it. I think it's on three different segments of my uh, site there, so you can see the fish and listen to the whole interview there. It's really something remarkable. I tell you what. Now let's hear the interview with Jared Nice and his unbelievable day of fishing. Everybody, have you seen what's behind me? This is an unbelievable... It's as big as you, Jared. This is Jared Nice, rather. It's a nice who caught what's potentially, at this point, because you got to get it certified, right? Yes, sir. What in God's name is this thing behind us? Let's go inside. 72-pound, 9-ounce, big head carp. Came out of Humboldt Park Lagoon. It still smells fresh. Yeah, yeah. We Good fish care here at Henry's. Okay, this is what we have to find out. You're fishing for bass, whatever, and you get this thing on your line. What happens? What I mean, what goes on in your... Uh, the wheels were spinning uh, initially because I couldn't move it. Um, <laughs> and uh, it Did was... you think you were snagged? No, I mean, I, it moved, so I knew there was something there. Um, it started moving faster than I would expect a really large turtle to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ruled that out. Um, I don't know. I, I thought, you know, I might have a 50-plus pound flathead that was in there somehow. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I didn't really think a carp would would whoop me that bad. Um, 
when it came up and kind of porpoised about 150 feet out and it looked like it was six feet long, I thought I might have another alligator. Uh, but luckily, you know, I was using a really well-built Dobbins rod and uh, when it started going south west down the lagoon and around a point that I had no shore access to, I was able to turn its head and, and bring it back north. Um, and uh, my neighbor had come out and was watching me fight this thing. He thought I was snagged for like the first five minutes. I'm like, I'm, I'm not snagged. <laughs> I'm not snagged on this. <laughs> I'm not in control, but I'm not snagged, you know? Um, so I got it close to shore and I told him, I said, I'm gonna try to get a hand on it. Um, and if I can't, you're gonna have to go run home and get my salmon net. Um, I got it to shore. I couldn't even get my hand close to around its tail. And she made a beeline back out. I said, okay, time to get the net. Uh, luckily, we went salmon fishing one time this year. I broke my old salmon net and I had just bought a brand new one from Fish Tech, actually. Didn't even have the wrapper off it. <laughs> and uh, he came back with that. We got her head in there, pulled her up. And uh, there's a little video, I mean, I think I'm just in shock, you know, kind of doing a reality check when we actually got her out of the water because it was just so big. I, I would I would be having more than a reality check. I would be looking at this thing going, OMG, OMG, you know? I mean, this is huge. And I mean, it, this is, and the thing is, it's all muscle. I mean, this thing is a punching bag right now next. It's the size of a punching bag. I mean, it's that big of a fish. And it's just, uh, it's what, a 34 and a half inch girth? Yeah, yeah. Believe that might be bigger than you, my friend. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared's Not going, depends on what I have for breakfast. Yeah. Depends where you measure. So you get this fish in, you got to be screaming, your buddy's got to be screaming, you know, and then you have to do something with it. Yeah, um, and that's where uh, we got a lot of help, really, because, um, you know, initial, I, my, my initial reaction is that, you know, this is a big head carp. It's one of the, you know, if not the most kind of scary fish to our, you know, area. area. Yeah. Um, so my initial thought was, gosh, you know, I need to report this. I can't put it back, but what's going to happen to this great little lagoon we have here? Mm -hmm. um, and so I actually, I called, I was able to get a hold of a gentleman named Josh at uh, IDNR, and uh, I didn't tell him exactly where I was, but he made me feel a little better that we would likely not be draining the lagoon, no. which was my <laughs> biggest fear. Um, so, and then after doing a little more research about you know what the state record was, uh, we decided we, we probably ought to get this thing on a scale. Um, and that's where the guys at Fish Tech, Joe and Jeremy, Park yeah. Bait. And then you brought it here to Henry's. I brought it here, to, yeah. But first we had to take, Corey had to stay late for us mm -hmm. to get it on an uncertified scale. It bounced at 74, at which point Tom was kind enough and willing mm -hmm. to, to come in with, um, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he brought a friend as a witness. Yeah, that Henry's here. Yeah. Yeah, because they've got a really, they got a scale that goes at 250 pounds here. Yep. If we catch anything out of anywhere that's 250 pounds, I'm getting out of that water. But, I mean, you know, you, know, you bring it in here, and, you know, they, they probably treated this fish like it was made of gold. I mean, they, they took care of it. They, you know, made sure it was weighed properly. They, you know, because they've weighed a lot of state record fish in this place. I don't know if you knew that. 
I was aware they weighed the uh, the most recent smallmouth state record, mm -hmm. um, and uh, everything about the experience uh, gave me, you know, total confidence that yeah. they knew what they were doing. Oh yeah, they, they, so. they, they know what they're doing here when it comes to the state record, because then they know who to make the phone calls to, get a hold of people and stuff like that. They got a hold of the media, that's how I wear here, and you know, so to tell everybody how much fun this was. And this fish is probably 25 maybe plus, or somewhere in there, years, years old. old. They're yeah. kind of estimating? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's kind of an interesting deal where, you know, I was thinking about it as I was driving to Henry's. Uh, I was a bit relieved. I mean, I'd love to catch a state record largemouth bass. Yeah, me too. That, that's going to be a tough one to break with the current one we have on the books. But nevertheless, I was a bit relieved that this was a fish, uh, you know, that ultimately we need to remove from the systems yeah. because, uh, you know, I, I didn't see it surviving but mm -hmm. you know a fish like this is it's impressive and generally you know you have a lot of respect for an old um awesome specimen like that and you want to release them safely so yeah uh that's cool well once again it's it's it was it's old enough to drink it was old enough it could have voted <laughs> but you know and in chicago we, we won't talk about that but you know <laughs> you know there it's just a magnificent fish i want to congratulate you and everything that you did to you know get this thing certified and uh, the, the ability and showing people it's there. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you know that you know, they're, they're not going to destroy this pond that it was in, but they got to do some work to make sure that there's no other people like this in there. Yeah. And this fish was probably in the 90s was brought into the lake. Yeah. In the 90s. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully good comes out of it, uh, oh, yeah. not only for you know, awareness on, on the species and what we need to do about them, but also, you know, if we're going to have uh, the DNR out at Humboldt Park Lagoon, mm -hmm. it'd be great if we could, uh, you know, Get some more fish put in there, or maybe just some uh, conservation efforts. Conservation, because, game fish, definitely things like that. Yeah, yeah. I hope it uh, turns into a positive for the city and mm -hmm. all the lagoons and the fishing community. And maybe the mayor's fishing committee that meets every month could take a look at Humboldt Park and try to make it a better place for the community to go fishing. I like that idea, Jared. Like congratulations, idea. my friend. Thank you very much. All I can say is now you know why they're called Big Head. <laughs> this is huge. Yeah, and. Uh, Lastly, just um, want to say uh, thank you to Aaron Martins, the uh, furious, furious hog snatcher. Mm -hmm. um, he's been an inspiration to me mm -hmm. and uh, many anglers across the world. Uh, he'll be greatly missed, yes. and uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Yes, he was a good friend of mine, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Take care, everybody. We'll be right back with more of Chauncey's Great Outdoors. It's that time of the year to get out into the field for the Illinois Conservation Foundation's Director's Pheasant and Quail Hunt at the Wayne Fitzgerald State Park in beautiful Wren Lake area, November 29th and 30th. Treat yourself and get your hunting friends to come for two days of a guided pheasant and quail hunt with dogs, lodging, food, bird cleaning, and memories that'll last a lifetime. The event includes late morning check-in and lunch on November 29th, a full afternoon of hunting, followed by a cocktail reception, dinner, and auction in the evening. On November 30th, a morning hunt is scheduled. So sign up at ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org. See you there. 
Waterworks has been through this pandemic for everyone who owns a boat or dreams of buying a new boat. Waterworks wants to make your dream of owning a 2022 Lund or Low boat powered by your Mercury outboard this year. Waterworks is taking deposits now for the 2022 London Low Boats with a Mercury outboard motor to be ready for that fall fishing trip. But if you have a boat you're not using or want to sell or maybe trade in, let Waterworks give you a price no one can match. Waterworks will hold your special Waterworks price on these new models and give you all those special price incentives way before any boat show and guarantee to hold that price today with a deposit made today. So stop in now and make a deposit on your 2022 Lund or Low for that fall fishing trip with a new Mercury outboard at a price no one can match. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Hello everyone, Chauncey here, and I highly recommend the newest Italian family restaurant in the western suburbs is now open to rave reviews. It's called GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. This is a true family restaurant with a menu of the freshest ingredients with attention to detail and creativity. GP Italiano invites you to join them for dinner out with your friends or even that special person. Or how about dinner with your family with special pricing just for kids for homemade pastas and pizza for only $8. You can't go wrong with that. You'll come back twice a week because the kids will want to come back. But with an appetizer, salad, homemade pastas, entrees, artisan, wood-fired pizzas, and more, oh, it is so good. Make your next dinner reservation or pick up to go at GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. Give them a call at 708-325-4590 and tell them Chauncey sent you. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, Fish on! 
Chauncey here. The 2022 Muskie Expo is coming to Northern Illinois January 7th, 8th, and 9th. Our new location is the Kane County Fairgrounds in St. Charles. It's a great venue, great vendors, great fun, and of course, I'll see you there. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at VisitRunLake.com and EnjoyRunLake.com, BizBait, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. That's bizbait.com. Don't forget for that true Canadian experience, go to visitsunsetcountry.com. That's visitsunsetcountry.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fine for skipping stones. You feel fresh as a lemonade. Setting in the shade Whether it's hot Whether it's cool Oh, what a spot For whistling like a fool What a fine day to take a stroll And wander vision hole I can't think Hey everybody, welcome back to listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I hope uh, you're enjoying today's show. I'm having, as always, a good time bringing it to you. But let's get some outdoor information that's going on out there. First of all, in Michigan Department of Natural Resources, they've been working real hard this past fall gathering all the eggs that they need for the production of the fish hatchery to all this unbelievable salmon fishing that we have throughout the Great Lakes. Uh, You know, and what they're doing is they're collecting eggs from Chinook salmon, brown, rainbows, lake trout, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Chinook salmon eggs were uh, collected from the Little Manistee River Weir and Coho salmon were collected from the Platte River Statefish uh, Hatchery Weir. Uh, They said there was a decent run of salmon this year, according to Aaron Schweitzer, uh, the manager for the State Fish and Hatcheries area and located near the Lower Peninsula. Uh, the run at the Little Manistee was healthy enough to provide all the Michigan eggs that they needed, as well as the eggs that they give to Wisconsin, Indiana, and Illinois. They were planning to collect about 5.5 million eggs, coho eggs, at the Platte River, uh, which was a great number, and uh, 2.5 million eggs for the rest of the states. So there's lots of stuff going on. Hey, I know a lot of you people go out there and like to fish steelhead action this time of the year, but if you catch a trout or salmon in Michigan waters that the adipose fin, and you're saying, what's the adipose fin? That's that little fin behind the dorsal fin. It's a little bump fin on the, the top of the fish right behind the dorsal fin. If it's been clipped, that means your fish was tagged with a little wire tag that's in the nose area. And it's uh, that's kind of an important thing to do. Those tags uh, 
the state just needs the head of the fish, and they're gonna they could do all kinds of research of where the fish was and things like that. So if you catch one of them, uh, check with the, the Michigan DNR where do you need to take this. Uh, fish head and you don't have to send it in anybody there's many locations throughout the state so that's a cool thing hey you know deer season's coming upon us and a lot of people uh love deer hunting i love deer hunting but you know if you don't want to keep the deer meat you can donate it and i mean this is done through many states i know in charleston west virginia uh they're doing it for to get freezers in the food pantries, just like we do in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, the Upper Peninsula, Ohio, down in Kentucky. So many of these food pantries that are outside of the large metropolitan areas need protein to give the people, and they love venison. Maybe a lot of people in the urban areas don't know what venison is, but this way they'll get some protein in their diet, healthy protein, lean meat, and it's great. And all you do is drop off the, the deer, and they take care of it all. It's Everything is ground up into one-pound packages and then distributed to all the food pantries. It's a super thing to do. If you are not don't want to keep that deer, just give it to a food, one of the, you know, processing plants that's doing this for the food pantry. It's a great program. Definitely check out in Illinois for doing it there through the Illinois Conservation Foundation. Madison, Wisconsin, I love this program. The Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources is offering free tree seedlings to every fourth grade student in the state of Wisconsin as part of their Arbor Day tree planting program. The fourth grade uh, principals, teachers, and homeschoolers can now place seedling orders and coordinate delivery by completing the 2022 Arbor Day application by March 15th. 2022. You can go online to get that information on the DNR website for Wisconsin. Uh, the seedlings are coming from the state nursery, and it's a great way to replant. And because trees are a cool thing, nature needs it, plants need it, animals need it, and even more important, we need to see, touch, and sit under a tree and watch the day go by. It's really a cool thing. I love that. Now let's get into the Aiden Fishing Report. That's sponsored by my good buddies at Waterworks Marine, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Grandpa, I'm excited about deer season coming up. Yeah, well, he lives in Michigan, so of course he is. <laughs> and he says, I have only have a few reports because everyone's getting their blinds set up or checking their trail cameras. But P.D. DePercher, he's nicknamed all of his buddies now, P.D. DePercher... <laughs> said his dad went out on Lake St. Clair again and yellow perch were being caught all over Lake the last week. Catches were coming from Anchor Bay, Fairhaven, and it's he means Gross Point, but that's not how he spelled it. Gross Point area. They <laughs> they had motor problems that so they fished offshore by marinas, canals, and rivers that they were able to get access to and picked up a few fish. But those areas will get better as the water temperature cools. He also heard the muskie anglers did really good on catches in Lake St. Clair. Dad and I went out for a little while in Muskegon after we were checking our trail cameras and having our blind set up for deer hunting. And we were jigging in the channel of Muskegon and we saw a few whitefish caught by other anglers. We didn't catch any, but I was also getting tired because you do that at night. Small jigging spoons is what we were using, but our deer blind looks great. Thanks for letting us use yours, and we stopped to go fishing on our way home. Allison's mom 
said her and her girlfriends fished the pier and shore in Grand Haven, and they caught a few steelhead on spawn. Anglers were other anglers started to catch a few lake whitefish also while they were jigging in that same channel. Silver and glow jigging spoons is what they were using. Wish me luck. I may have a deer hunting report for you next week. Looking forward to seeing you on Thanksgiving. Love your fishing magician, Aiden. Cool. That's my buddy, Aiden. Gotta love him. Um, and we mentioned that the, the eggs about the salmon for uh, Lake Michigan, and that's a really cool thing. And the tree arbiter, you can't go wrong with that. Cannot go wrong with that. In Lake Michigan, on the Illinois-Indiana area, they're working a lot more for smallmouth bass, and a few Lakers are being caught in the Indiana waters just by vertically jigging next to the boat. Uh, they're working also up in the Calumet River, not getting a lot of perch, but it's going to start happening. The water temperature is dropping up in that Calumet River area. And if you're fishing under barges alongside the shoreline or in abandoned canals, you might find some cra crappies in those areas. That's a good sign. I like that. Uh, snagging is pretty much slowed down in the Chicagoland area, so let's not go into that too much. Uh, we mentioned uh, our Michigan City Pier. They were taking some lake trout. Uh, with spoons and blade baits, but really, really close to the bottom. Cook County Forest Preserves, a number of lakes uh, producing some crappie action. As it's getting colder, that's going to get better, too. Bluegill are close to shore, and pretty much in the midday sun is the best time to go. Don't start early. Go about 11 o'clock. Wren Lake, uh, it it's going to start this weekend. Things slow down, but boy, is it... Water temperature is cool. The fish should be shallow, but they're still in 12 to 15 feet. If the water temperature is dropping this weekend, big cold front like we're getting here in the upper Midwest, it's going to hit southern Illinois. Those fish are going to move shallow. And when that happens, ooh, 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 yeah, baby. <laughs> That's when I want to be crappie fishing down at Red Lake. It's going to be good. Right now, if you're using a spider rig where you're using a lot of rods in front of the boat and slowly trolling, that's how they're locating fish. Chain of Lakes water levels dropping. It's getting a little tough to get into some of those back areas that you wanted. Uh, some pike and muskie are being caught on suckers with quick strike rigs. That's the important thing, a quick strike rig. Uh, that's a second hook that's attached to the your first hook, and it's set back towards the tail of the fish. Uh, they said they saw a fish grabbing a bait, but they wouldn't chump on it, get higher up on it. Put that quick strike rig on there. Um, one of my buddies said, Chauncey, I took your advice and went up the north branch of the Chicago River, and I couldn't believe how I thought I was in the old wilderness of Illinois. It's really beautiful, quiet, and no one was there. We caught bluegills, some small bass around down trees and many locations, and we just took our time, took it easy, and saw lots of nature on the north branch of the Chicago River, just north of downtown. Tell all your friends to keep coming up here, but be careful and clean up after yourself or pick up anybody else's trash. Fox River, below Montgomery Dam, uh, we're getting a couple reports of walleye, and they're with the cooling water. Crappie are also around fallen trees in the river and in the channels. Crappie don't like current. They want to be off the side. So look for those current breaks, sticks in the river, uh, you know, branches, trees in the river, canals, anywhere they can get behind and relax and not have to fight the river current. That's where you're going to find the crappie. A couple of smallmouth are also being taken on live bait that they've been using for those crappie. To our friends up in uh, Lake Geneva, 
walleye trolling 25 feet plus a water, crankbaits, bounce those crankbaits, and you're doing that all at night for most of your action. Otherwise, it's going to be a little bit on the tough side. It's going to be a little bit on the tough side. And in Eagle River, uh, muskie are doing pretty well on suckers and trout. It's going to be freezing up pretty quick here or thin ice in the morning. Always remember that. Yellow perch, not a lot of action, but if you get a couple of them on some medium fat heads or half a night crawler, ooh, you got some nice eating for the evening. Uh, walleye are in 24 to 40 feet of water using suckers and chubs, and they're hitting them. Once again, go with a quick strike rig. You'll find that action. Well, I can hear the flute playing, so that means we're coming to the end of the show, and I like to leave you with a Native American proverb. And this one comes from my friend Apensui Majawat. It says, when teaching your children, tell them and they will forget. Yes, tell them and they will forget. Show them and they may not remember. Involve them and they will understand for the rest of their life. Tell them and they will forget. Show them and they may not remember. Involve them and they will remember the rest of their life. Oh, how very true. Hey, you know what? Don't forget, go online to the Illinois Conservation Foundation. Sign up for their director's pheasant hunt. I'll be there. Let's sit and talk, have some fun, maybe spend some time in the field. And as always, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storms. We're barring it all from our children's children's children. We'll see you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. <laughs>